0: Hi, welcome to Medical Musings with Sam. This is a podcast for anyone whose lives are affected by chronic illness and are looking for hope in what can feel like a really hopeless situation. I'm a blogger, a writer, and founder of the online support group, Medical Musings with Friends. I'm also the author of My Medical Musings, a story of love, laughter, faith, and hope living with a rare disease. Before becoming chronically ill, I was an executive manager with a passion for change management, coaching, and developing my team. Medical Musings with Sam is a podcast all about connecting with others who are trying to live well with chronic illness in the midst of difficult challenges and hurdles. Come on a journey with me, and together we can share our experiences of living a life of purpose, faith, and hope despite our diseases. Hi everyone, welcome back to Medical Musings with Sam. Thanks again for tuning in, and um, yeah, I'm really delighted to have you here for this episode today. This one really means a lot to me um, for a number of reasons. I posted on my Facebook forum this week um, the reason why this means a lot to me. There's a sense where, you know, I'm so aware that. There is so much content out there nowadays in terms of podcasts and Facebook and, you know, it can be really overwhelming. And as a result of that, you know, I think that sometimes it's easy then just to switch off or, you know, perhaps follow someone else or, or just literally take a whole break from social media, which I completely understand. Um You know, I need to do that myself at times. I don't do that very well, but I do need to do it at times. So, you know, as I said, I'm just so aware that it can be so tiring and also time-consuming. I really love that when I write my blogs in particular that, you know, you get feedback from readers that the blog was just what they needed to read at that particular point in time in their lives. And as a writer or as a blogger, there is no greater joy than to read something like that to know that you have made a difference and it may only be for one person but that person is so important and that's all i want you know is is that if the the effort that i put in and the writing that i do and the the, the thought process um around what i write makes a difference to one person then that's fantastic podcasting is a little different you don't tend to get a lot of feedback with podcasting um but in saying that um obviously you know we can all see our stats and we can see that people are, are listening etc cetera, etc cetera. but um yeah it, it can be a very one way kind of thing so um it can be hard to know whether it's relevant whether Um, it's making a difference. Yeah, or whether it's even a a sort of an avenue or forum that people are even interested in, because as I said, there's a lot of content out there. But with this particular podcast, which is also a blog post and can be found on my blog, My Medical Musings, I'd really like you to encourage you to listen To it, or if listening is just too much for you, and um, my voice puts you to sleep, which um, it does with my husband when he listens to these, and I've actually been told that by other people that it it soothes them to sleep, which is fine. That's also a great a great use of it. Um, But I'd really like you to uh, read it, if nothing else, on the blog. But uh, hopefully, stay tuned, and I'll try and keep it as succinct as I possibly can. But And the reason why is because I think that if the following applies to you, then this podcast episode is for you or the blog post based on this is for you. So if you feel that your chronic illness has taken everything from you and it's all you can think about or you feel like you're at the point where you want to do more with your life despite chronic illness but you just need a little bit of help or encouragement, Or you just feel stuck and are not sure how to move forward or what you might be capable of doing. If any of those three things apply to you, then I hope that this episode really helps you move forward and not get stuck. And, you know, above all, though, I really do want to thank everyone who does take the time to read my blog posts or to listen to these podcast episodes um, and who does give feedback because I so appreciate it. And there is opportunity to give feedback um, on podcasts as well. And I really would uh, love to know your thoughts and if there are particular things you'd like me to talk about. If there are things you would like me not to talk about, um, I'm happy for all kinds of feedback, so long as it's a polite. So, um, yeah, if um, if you feel like you would like to do that, then please don't hesitate. And you can always contact me through my blog, um, through the contact uh, section there, or you can email me at musings at bigpond.com. Okay, so let's get on with this particular um topic which is what would you do for or what would you like to do for the rest of your life that's the question that's a simple question but it's a deep question what would you like to do for the rest of your life so if I asked you that face to face we're sitting down having a cuppa and I said to you what would you like to do for the rest of your life what would your answer be And more importantly, how does that question make you feel? If you're living with chronic illness, it's very likely it makes you feel scared and vulnerable. And perhaps you think it's not even worth considering and you just want to run away. You know what, that's such a normal reaction. How can we possibly know what we want to do with the rest of our lives when our bodies can surprise us at any moment with debilitating symptoms and crisis situations? There's a quote by a man called Henry Cloud, who's the author of Necessary Endings. This quote comes from there, but he has other books as well. And it's just such an amazing quote that touches me every time I read it. And it's this Getting to the next level always requires ending something, leaving it behind, and moving on. Growth itself demands that we move on. Without the ability to end things, people stay stuck, never becoming who they are meant to be, never accomplishing all that their talents and abilities should afford them. There's a lot in that quote, isn't there? So let me break that down a little bit. So as I said, I love this quote. Throughout my life, I've always looked forward, perhaps more than I should have at times. You know, I tend to... um, do one thing, complete it, accomplish it, and just want to roll on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And while that is great in terms of um, growth at times and continuous improvement and all of those things, there's sometimes a a time, I think, to stop as well and just um, be in the moment of what you have just done or take it a bit slower what you're doing so that you perhaps do it better I don't know or um, have give it more meaning but anyway as I said I've always looked forward but I have always been um, you know in a a role I guess in my professional life in particular uh, where it's been important to find ways to improve on things and um, you know just always have that mindset of continuous improvement and never sort of resting on my laurels. It's always good though, um, when we remind ourselves that we were only as good in a sense as our last achievement as well, and that each day is a new day. And I guess that's been a bit of a um yeah, a common theme for me to sort of think, well, yes, while I might have done something good yesterday, um you know, today, if I'm still not as dedicated to the task at hand, then I could be a complete failure. Um, and again, that's very much comes from uh, the, the work ethic that, and, and the kind of work that I was involved in, in, in management and leadership. So, now that I'm medically retired, life's obviously a little bit more relaxed and different and um, you know, I'm going to have good days and bad days and we all do and that's absolutely okay um, to, to just accept that there are those days that aren't so great. But there's always a new opportunity to improve, to inspire and to embrace change in general and you know that again that was that was how I've always thought um and I still do believe that um but there are scales to that, so they don't have to always be super mega things. you know it can be really, really small things every day that gives you a new opportunity just to improve on something slightly or to inspire yourself or just to embrace something a little different. It doesn't have to be huge. So let's talk about continuous improvement in terms of chronic illness. So when we live with chronic illness, the concept of continuous improvement seems almost ridiculous, doesn't it? But is it? Our lives, while significantly impacted by our diseases, don't need to be completely dictated by them. We can make some changes, as I said, even tiny ones, that could catapult us into a new future. We could, over time and with a little vision, or maybe a big vision, <laughs> see our new circumstances as a time of opportunity rather than a time of retreat and despair. You know, um, I've said before in other episodes, I used to work um, in change management and it's a real passionate, passion of mine and the Chinese symbol uh, for change is made up of two characters um and it's uh opportunity and um you know fear i guess danger as well and that's that's the thing you know with change there is that that double edged sword to it isn't there there's that absolute fear of um something new that danger but there is opportunity that comes if we've If we can find a way to push through that fear and embrace um, something new that can bring an opportunity. So that relates quite well in terms of chronic illness and continuous improvement because, um, you know, our chronic illness is awful and there are days that are full of fear, fear of the unknown, um, you know, just fear of of how we're going to survive a day when our bodies are just screaming at us. But that chronic illness has also changed our lives. So because there's a change element there, there is an opportunity. What do we do with this change? How do we live anew? How do we live side by side with this chronic illness and not let us not let it, completely envelop us. Um, you know, we get so inspired by people who um, are able to, you know, do amazing things in terms of being advocates with chronic illness. And um, I've been watching today the the football and, you know, the raising the funds for um, the motor neurone disease and the ice bucket um people you know jumping into the ice bucket to do that. And it's just awe-inspiring. Um, you know, the, the people that are involved in all of that fundraising, including those that are suffering from motor neurone disease and um just the, the joy that they have um in in doing something to raise awareness. So from something absolutely awful not just raise awareness but actually raise funds in terms of being so sure that there's going to be a moment where there will be a treatment for this and and it won't be as um as horrific as it currently is as a disease and that's fantastic the amount of hope that that brings future generations etc as well is incredible and you know i just am in awe of of the work that is being done. often by those that are suffering these diseases, uh, suffering with these diseases, you know, it's just incredible. So, um, but that's a really good point in case of of having such a horrible disease, but creating from it an opportunity. Now, I'm not suggesting that that's something that all of us can do because we simply can't. And often we don't have a platform to do it either. So, um, you know, you've got to work with what you've got <laughs> as well. And, um, you know for most of us we just live very simple lives we probably have you know a good nice circle of friends perhaps or perhaps not you know we we, we just live a, almost a hermit type life and I feel almost like I do uh, nowadays I mean my outlets are more through my forum and my blog and my book and um and the podcast and you know it's it's hard when you're when you're so physically um, disabled and in so much pain all the time to do much more than than stay in your home. So I've had to find ways to reinvent myself within my home, within the, my four walls because it's just not possible um, for me to get out very much. And we, my husband and I tried to go out for lunch last week and we haven't done that for about eight months. And, you know, I've got the wheelchair, which is fine and it's been um, made for me to a large degree, which again is fine, but I am sitting still with broken bones and it doesn't matter um, how good any kind of chair might be, it hurts so much and the consequences of just the transferring from the car to the chair and sitting in a chair for forty five minutes to have a meal, and then being wheeled you know back and it just takes me ages to just recover and I said to my husband the other day, i you know I just don't even think it's worth it, I'm in a sense happier. Doing nice lunches for us here, and creating, you know, our own little cafe spaces within our back garden or within the home, and and just um, finding ways to relax that way. Because it's just, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong; it was lovely to get out. And, um, but I don't have to. I what I want to do is have the energy to do other things like this. Um or write or do things that I'm passionate about and be able to do it because I'm not in, you know, the excruciating pain that I've been after trying to go out and do something. So it's difficult. I get it. And I want you to know, I get it. So if you're in that place where, you know, you're just thinking, Sam, how on earth can I do anything? I can't even get outside of my home. I get it. And that's my circumstance too. But, you know, there are ways, there are ways. So I can hear you saying, Sam, it's too late. It's too hard. My illness is all consuming. I know, I understand how tiredness, pain and disease symptoms can just be so crippling, both emotionally and physically. But I also know that this chronic illness crippled state feels so much more oppressive when I allow it to become my entire world. I just want to take a moment though to say Sometimes depression takes hold so severely that you really are stuck and you just cannot move forward. If this is your situation, if you honestly feel like you just cannot see a future, please don't try and cope alone please seek professional help to ensure that you can break free from the chains that are keeping you from seeing a way forward there is help out there there are helplines no matter what country you live in um search on the internet for helplines uh, for counseling helplines particularly in relation to depression and mental health and Um, You know, you can find a counsellor or a psychologist or even a close friend may just be the helping hand that you need to get unstuck. So please reach out if you need help. Okay, so let's look at how can we move forward and become the person that we were meant to be as opposed to this person that's just living with this chronic illness. So you may have had dreams in the past and chronic illness has snatched them from you. It's cruel and it hurts on every level. There's just no denying it. However, holding on to those dreams, which are clearly now unrealistic, might actually be causing you to be stuck and unable to move on. I think there is a solution. If we can leave those unrealistic dreams behind in order to find new ones, especially if we want to move on with our lives, then I think there might be hope. I think there can be a future, a good future. So let's look at creating new dreams and what it means to move on. So, when we're creating new dreams with chronic illness, one thing is for sure it's going to take time and patience to create a realistic vision for our future. We've got very real constraints that simply can't be ignored. The question is, though, they can't be ignored, but can they be overcome? All right, so let's imagine we're sitting in a beautiful cafe enjoying high tea together and appreciating the food, the decor, the china, and yeah. It's definitely my dream, but just go with me here. And we're having that good chat when, as I said at the beginning, I casually ask you, what would you like to do for the rest of your life? What would your answer be? Now, given that you're likely listening to this at home, how about you just take a moment and you write your answer on a piece of paper. Just look at it for a while. Ponder on it. Think about all the possibilities. Think about the challenges. Think about how it makes you feel. Are you scared, excited, or both? Do you have a sense of peace that this is right for you? So let's just think about that again. The question is what would you like to do for the rest of your life? And I want you to think perhaps not too hard, just think what your answer is and jot it down. Think about that, what you've jotted down, think about it. Think about the possibilities. What's the challenges? How does it make you feel? Do you have a sense of peace that this really is the thing that you would like to do? You know, It's when I arrive at that place of peace that I know that I'm on the right path, the right track to embrace my new dream and to embrace change. When I was asked that question or I asked that question of myself, the answer I wrote down is probably not going to come as any surprise. It was to connect in a meaningful way with people suffering from chronic illness in the hope that my shared experiences can help someone else to live little better with their disease so my answer is both my dream and my vision statement and it's also become my reality i started making you know moves towards it in 2015 when i started my blog um, and I'd also started volunteering for Arthritis Queensland, setting up a forum for them for women with inflammatory arthritis. So, um, you know, that was that was my starting point. It was everything I could do at home. It was all online. Um, yeah, easy in that sense. And everything kind of has gone from there to my own forum medical musings with friends to writing a book to the blog becoming bigger and better and um and then now having a podcast as well and lots of other things in between so you know lots of opportunities being presented to me to be interviewed by people to um uh, you know, awards, all kinds of things that I would never have expected or award nominations. Um, just incredible. and And the ability to network with other people has just been huge and I love that side of things. So, you know, I'm actually living my dream despite my disease. I've had to let go of so many things to move forward with my chronic illness life. But as a result, I have grown so much as a person. My understanding of the impacts of disease and disability on the chronic illness suffer, sufferer was just so shallow prior to becoming ill. And don't get me wrong, I always cared uh, f- for people who, um, you know, had severe health issues or any health issues and or were disabled. And, um, you know, I, I had genuine empathy, I thought I did, but it was never going to be on the level that it is now because now I really understand. My passion for leading, coaching and developing others was always my strength throughout my career. Back then, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that this passion was going to be completely flipped on its head in order to be able to redirect my entire focus on a whole new chronic illness community. And while I wouldn't wish chronic illness on anyone, I do believe we can gain deep life experiences as a result of it. Life needs to be lived no matter our circumstances. I believe we all have skills and talents, some from our our life pre-chronic illness and new skills acquired as a result of living with our disease. So look, you might decide just to take up a new hobby, learn a language, volunteer online or study online, just simply to have an opportunity to have some form of continuous improvement in your life. But the ideas and options are not limited and don't need to be beyond your chronic illness capabilities. So whatever you come up with in relation to that question, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? Think about your limitations and don't write something down or or dream of something that is not going to be achievable because that's only going to make you feel um, more disabled. So it may only be baby steps you take towards doing something that makes your heart sink, but you just never know where those steps may lead. I believe you can find a way to reinvent yourself that is right for you. And as Henry Cloud says in that quote, Growth itself demands that we move on. Without the ability to end things, people stay stuck, never becoming who they are meant to be, never accomplishing all that their talents and abilities should afford them. Please don't remain stuck. Break free. Move forward. Live your best life possible despite chronic disease. Thanks so much for listening everyone. I really appreciate it. And I really hope that if you're in that place, as I said, those three areas at the beginning where you know you um just feel like you're feeling a little bit stuck or you um are just wanting to have a bit of a change in your life, then I really hope that you know what I have spoken about today meets you in that place that you know don't let chronic illness take everything from you or if it's all that you can think about remember to ask yourself that question of what would you like to do for the rest of your life there is hope there is a future different yeah but still fulfilling because it's what you are going to take a little bit of control of in your life and that's going to make you feel so much better even on days when you really don't feel very good at all so anyway look thank you again so much for listening i so appreciate your support and i appreciate um you know how hard it is to uh to listen sometimes and to read things as i said and um it's tiring. I get that completely. So take care of yourself. Go and make yourself a really nice cuppa and just have a bit of a think about that question. And I hope that it encourages you. And I hope that you feel, um, yeah, a little bit of life being breathed into, um, what can feel quite an overwhelming situation. Lots of love. And I'll talk to you very, very soon. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can subscribe to this podcast or you can leave a review. I would really appreciate your support. If you would like to have more of My Medical Musings in your world on a regular basis, I also have a blog which you can find at www.mymedmusings.com. I post there at least weekly, so there's lots for you to read and be involved with. If you would really like to be a part of a nurturing community, Medical Musings with Friends is a private support group on Facebook, offering the hand of friendship, support, true care and understanding to anyone living with chronic illness. We would love to welcome you into our community. Just search Medical Musings with Friends on Facebook, click join and you will receive the warmest of welcomes. I also have a book, My Medical Musings, a story of love, laughter, faith and hope living with a rare disease. It's available now through Amazon and my publisher, Imagine We Publishers. I would love for you to check it out. There's something in the My Medical Musings world for everyone. Something different to suit your needs. I hope you do find something that resonates with you and helps you feel you are not alone. Because you're not. Remember, chronic illness is a part of your life, not all of your life. Take care.